1: As always, Marcus Farrow is here. And we'll have a great show for you tonight. Uh, we have former mayor of New Bedford, Scott Lang, will be joining us in a momentarily. Um, he's just driving over the bridge right now. Um, it's always great to have Scott in. Um, we got a, a little bit of Scott um, on our first show. If you guys remember, Scott was our very first guest. And every, in fact, if you see him, remind him that he was the very first guest on South Coast tonight. And uh, he was in. Right before the election. And uh, we're bringing Scott back to talk about the election. Um, there's nobody I like really going over election results uh, more than uh, Scott Lang. Um, he's done this for a long time in a lot of lot of places around the country. And he's, you know, he's in the best sense a Democratic insider, right? And uh, take a seat, Scott. And um, he really knows of what he's talking about. He's got great experiences. And um, he's also agreed to read a comic to us. At least one. At least one. So uh, the um, the mayor also has um, something I thought was a, was, was a very interesting project. I, don't, I catch more morning TV, Marcus, than I used to uh, these days. And Good Morning America, of course, um, is a show that Scott Lang's daughter Sarah works on. And uh, she did a very interesting piece um, recently. You, you folks can find it on the Internet uh, still on the Uvalde football team, you f- you forget about l- that life has to go on after these shootings, right? Um, for the kids that weren't involved um, directly, anyway. And um, I thought it was a really good piece. Um, so I encourage all of you to go to Good Morning America and look that up, that piece up. Um, and we'll ask Scott a little bit about it um, because uh, one of the things that I, as I was watching it, right, I thought to myself, this must have been a tough piece to do. But one thing, of course, Sarah was, was relatively young when Scott was the mayor. And although we close the doors on these things, we don't like to think about it. Scott had a mass shooting. Uh, fortunately, it was not a school situation when he was mayor. Um, we all remember the, uh, the shooting at the Foxy Lady um, by a guy from Freetown, a guy I grew up with. Would never have thought he would do something like that. How often do you hear that, right? I know because I remember talking to Scott. He was woken up by the sound of the gunfire, and Scott lives quite a far distance from the from the foxy lady and by no by no design of his own, but but he, but he did. And um, up a hill, really, and uh, there was that AR-15 ripping through the through the night air, uh, and uh, I thought to myself. That may may or may not have impacted, you know, Sarah's recollection of it. She may not even remember, really. I don't know. But but I thought of that, that shooting um, when I was watching this, the, the, the piece that uh, Sarah did for Good Morning America. So Scott settled in now. Uh, good morning, Scott. Good evening, Scott. How are it's you doing? a great monologue. Did you like that? Yeah, it was good.
2: Hi, Chris. Hi, Marcus. How are you?
1: We're great. Good. We're great. How
2: are you? Very good. Happy to be back. Thank you very much. Happy to have you. So I'm the third guest now, right? <laughs> you know? right. right. So, First Friday guest. Yeah. So, um, Marcus, I listened to uh, I listened to both of you Tuesday night, and uh, did. New Bedford get its returns in? They did not.
0: Uh, not in time, which was not for our purposes. So, so here's the thing: they not only didn't get their returns in, um, they forgot to send them to us. They're supposed to send us to our, them to our news director, Kate Robinson, who has to wake up at 4 a.m. to do her job every day. Right, and so I was able to get the ter- returns because Jack Splaine was proactive and went there. Right, right, and so he sent me what he had, and I sent it to Kate. And Kate was, I, Kate had said she had not re- received the returns yet at, at midnight when she had to wake up at uh, at 4 a.m. So I guess you know the probably the you know one of the. The, the biggest media outlet in the in the in the Greater New Bedford area, um, the the elections office forgot to to send the um, the results to. So hopefully that
2: will never happen again because it's you know the people vote they need to at least not till November they voted right. <laughs> right. Well, right. I, I hope yeah. never again. But oh, it's it's weird because
0: turnout's going down, but the time the
1: time to count the votes is going up. It's 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 so think about phenomenon. that, Scott. <clears throat> we're we're getting less
2: people voting, but it's taking longer to count the votes. That's not good. No, what you you want to do is get the vote out as quickly as possible, accurately, but as quickly as possible. But I I also want to say something. You mentioned someone, Jack's playing. Jack works now for New Bedford Light. Yes. Which uh, is the other news entity that is attempting to fill the vacuum of not having a local newspaper. Right. I mean, Uh we have one in. We have a title. We do. Standard Times, which hopefully someone will... Come in and buy the Standard Times and turn it back into a local newspaper. But in the meantime, we don't even have an editorial page anymore in the Standard Times. No. But but the answer to this is, if you want your local news, you come to BSM or right. you go to New Bedford Light or New Bedford Guide does a nice job. There's some there's some social uh, uh, media outlets that do you know news and right. then also the TV stations come over here now that the Standard Times isn't around. <laughs> it's true. I see I see you know reporters who I've known for a long time in the city of New Bedford, covering stories. So that's very helpful. But you've got to have a source of news, and you have to have news. News is the election results. So they have to come out sooner, and they have to be fed, obviously, to the networks. And we, the thing that WBSM does, in addition to the radios, we have the, the digital side. So we, we have a print piece to it, which is
1: very important. Um, but people wake up in the morning, they want to know who won the election. Today's day and age, with all this... Conspiracy theories, everything else out there. Look what happened in Barnstable. Looks like that was just human error. You need those results in. You don't. You can't leave it till the last minute. You just can't. It's not good for our process. Not good for the faith of the of the people that are still participating.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. That's that's it. Couldn't be said uh, any clearer than that. As soon as you get them, you shine the light on them. You get them out. Right. And um, what now? When you were in Scott. You had a lot of elections, right? Yes. You had. Um, did you ever have these problems? Uh, you know, when you have elections, you prepare for it, and I think the election division. I think the department, the employees down there, I know well, and I know they work very hard. But you prepare for an election like you do a hurricane, right? And what you want to do is make sure that there are no, you know, no slip-ups whatsoever have enough ballots. There were times when we didn't have enough ballots. Yes. Uh, You have to have the ballots at the right precinct. And
1: where those ballots go is very
2: important. Yeah, that's (laughs) without a doubt, right? Um, You don't want the city hall ballot fire of, you know, uh, 1902 or whenever it was. So you want to make sure that uh, they're protected. You want to make sure that you have your poll workers. So you run it like a drill. I know the city does that. I, I think it's very important. I don't think, other than forgetting either a click and a drag in this case, and, right. I, and that's what I think it was. Um, you know, you want to run a clean, very efficient election. I think the people in New Bedford do I think I love the poll workers. The poll workers do it. They're the best. Because they love doing it. They're the best. Right? I mean, there's nothing more important. you got to have poll workers. You have to have people who take it seriously and love the city, the country, the whole concept of a participatory democracy. So I, I think... Uh, Clicking and a drag, make sure that it's promulgated immediately is very important. I think that you go, you know, you go on the website. I went on the website um, after you guys went off the air and it was waiting, waiting, eventually popped up. Um, but the sooner the better. and And less, you know, less talk about what's taking so long. The sooner right. the better. Always. Right. They used to come out precinct by precinct. Oh, remember that? Do it. The you block. Know, it's right. Fun, right. Right. The
1: block counts. Right. Yeah. It's you'd fun. Get, they'd be. You'd go stand in the gymnasium. They'd come out and they'd go. I got fifty. They have a block of fifty votes. Right. right. And they'd read them off. Twenty for Sanders, Twenty. You know. And and you, it was amazing how accurate they turned out to be. Really.
2: Oh no! Always and it, and. It's it's you know no matter how uh, you don't have to be a political junkie to no. enjoy watching democracy right. unfold every night right that's why Jack went down there right Jack right. went down mm-hmm. there to say hey what's going on I need these <laughs> results I've got to get them out right, right. so uh, so anyway the election uh, has and the turnout numbers that's turnout you know turnout numbers if, if, they've got to go up right. they've got to go up and every every election. I'll do a a uh, you know public service. You do saying please let's let's go vote. I mean you got to vote. Uh, I do think though that uh, I've always questioned the uh, the percentages, not from the standpoint of how many people voted, but what the base is. Okay, uh, because we don't call as often as we need to. Yes, make explain you know, that, Scott. I, I don't think people realize that. So so if I if I have ten people on a roll. And three of them are no longer eligible to vote. They've left. They've, God forbid, passed away, whatever it is. So I've got seven now. And if three turn out and it's in 10, it's 30% of the vote. If three turn out and it's seven, it's 40% of the vote. It's a big difference. Huge right? difference, right. So I, I think that you want to try and uh, uh, call. But I know, again, that is – put it this way. Uh, if you don't call correctly, that, that – produces a much bigger problem than having voters on there that aren't eligible voters who aren't on there believe it or not i mean voters who are not eligible believe it or not usually don't vote they usually in the united (laughs) states of america they're usually unable to vote you're right and they don't show up right right um if you call and you call off me and i show up to vote they're going to do a provisional ballot which is a pain in the neck and they have to then meld it in if it's a close race it's really a pain in the neck I could end up being, not me, but that vote right. could end up being the subject of a recount, something like that. They're looking at a provisional saying, how did this happen? So you have to be careful how you call. Uh, but the fact is, it's important on a regular basis to call it out. And that way you'll get a much accurate turnout number. The other thing I want to say is to every precinct where people live, please, there is no excuse whatsoever to not go vote. Right. Go downstairs, go to the polls. I, I want you to go down there and say, uh, I'm voting because I know it's my absolute responsibility and duty. But that itself would bring up our totals dramatically. So if you're at Boa Vista, if you're at the New Bedford Hotel, if you're at Carolyn uh, Street, you know, apartments, if you're at, uh, who else? Uh, Olympia, no, I'm, I'm not sorry, Tabor, Tabor Mills. Tabor Mills, yep. You know, Take the five minutes, go downstairs. First, you'll see everybody. My, it's great fun, right? My, my
1: understanding is Tabor Mill was moved. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Tabor Mills was moved. See, I I I had to a school,
0: right? Yeah, yeah so, they would
2: moved to the which, charter school, which score, was right?
0: which was I think it's at Almond Almond Del Mar instead, yeah, the charter which score, which right? I think that's quite is quite a, a ways away. And it's unfortunate, yeah, um, because makes no sense. that's a very reliable voting block. Right. You know, that's a, a lot of elected officials go there all the time. Oh, certainly, you certainly. know. And and that's so a very reliable voting block, and and now they you know it's less even less, less reliable. reliable. So yeah.
2: so uh, if you have to, um, uh, I'm not sure why. That means you combine some precincts, right? You, you combine precincts. Right. We have enough people to man precincts, although I, I still think we had 41. We had 41, but they must have combined the number of places that uh, the number of precincts have voted in one place, right? don't have to do that especially when it brings down turnout and is an inconvenience right i guarantee you that there were people at Tabor mills who normally would have voted who didn't vote i totally agree with you now it's one thing if you have again community to community if you think about the Tabor mills
1: community people over there that's that they're less inclined to get in the car and go right now for haven they combined it because of some Reason I don't know exactly what it was. I'm still not sure. They combined it all to the rec center. All but, right? that's, but it's different because yeah. people in Haven have cars that were expected to drive anyway, in most cases, to their polling place. So the fact that they had to drive a little further or in a different direction did not, I think, t- um, really hinder the turnout. But if you live at Tabor Mills and you used to be able to walk downstairs, and now you've got to go, quite frankly, across the ward yeah. to, um, to get to Elma Del Mar, Particularly in a rainy day, you no. might say the hell with
2: it. Oh no, no, and it was rainy day. It, it, was. Was, it was. So if that had come to me, I would have said denied. Okay, <laughs> right. You know, you, you know that. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I would have. That I red would, stamp denied. Well, yeah, and also the 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 uh, what the motorcycle guy in the progressive. Uh, yes. Commercials, <laughs> right? I would have said that we can't do that. Once right. that polling place moves, can it be moved back, or is that like
0: affixed with the uh-huh. with the
2: redistricting? No, I I believe you can – I mean, we're trying – allegedly, allegedly, and I know in New Bedford we are, but allegedly we're trying to have uh, fair, open, authentic, accurate elections with maximum participation. right. Maximum participation means that you don't take one polling place where the people are uh, senior. Most don't have cars. Most are not going to try and figure out a place to park down at. Right. Uh, Del Mar, right? So th- that's an example of, of not uh, uh, trying to accommodate right. Uh, voters, right? And also, it wasn't just that Tabor Mill voted there. That oh. neighborhood voted there. That's the a whole big neighborhood. neighborhood. Right. Right. That's, a, that's a big, big neighborhood. And it kind of is split to tell you the truth by either, however you want to do it, Ashley Boulevard or Cushnet Avenue, right? right. It, it, so it's, there's a natural barrier boundary there. An awful lot of people don't cross Ashley Boulevard, or they don't cross the Cushnet uh, Avenue, you know? Right. So anyway, well, I don't I don't know enough about it to speak about it, other than if someone had come to me and said we're going to move Tabor Mill, I would have said denied. Right. It's, so
1: obviously, we're paying more attention to the results because um, we're trying to put a program together to bring news to the public, right? Yeah. And so when we're sitting here, And we're trying to bring this news, but we're getting it from Attleboro, right? Yeah. We're getting news from Attleboro. I'm getting results. Yeah, From Fall River, for God's (laughs) sake. Yeah, exactly. We have the Fall River results, but we don't have... We had them about
0: an hour before. Hey, we got a call on the line. Let's take it. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live.
3: Fellas, how are you? Good. Good. How are you doing? doing? Good. Great show, and thanks for bringing news. I'm tired of reading five-day-old news in the Standard Times. So uh, it's, it's good that uh, you guys are there. Um, I will say that anybody who says they they didn't get a chance to vote because they moved the precinct is a cop-out. We have a very simple, easy way to vote now, and that's through the mail. Okay. True. People don't, that's true. People people don't like that, um, but it's a change. Sure, it's a change, but you're going to have to get used to it because that, that's the way it needs to go. We don't need to spend all kinds of money on people staffing precincts all day with a police officer needs to be done through the mail and and get it done that way and it needs to be done um oh good i'm glad (laughs) Um, what i will say i think is um it's inexcusable that we're not getting um uh information quicker and in a simpler format published on a a website Mm -hmm. within 45 minutes an hour there's no reason they can't do that because We do it all the time. Every day, people um, keep track of things in their daily life, and it's put in spreadsheets today, and it's instantly published. So um, I don't see why. And it's, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how they count votes. I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. But it just seems to me there's got to be a better way to report that information in a faster way. Um, Because when you sit on it, the longer you sit on it, the more, you know, it puts a little doubt in your mind. Like, oh, that's the problem, Colin. Yeah.
1: That's exactly our point. I mean, really, particularly with, look, I voted for him, but I really am disappointed in the way President Trump has attacked our election system. Um, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's it, it really hurt the Republicans, quite frankly, but also our overall country. But any sort of doubt, we've all heard the old stories about waiting for certain precincts to come in in Chicago or West Virginia or, or, or South Boston, whatever you want to pick the, pick the location. But, People have that natural suspicion about our fellow Americans, and so we shouldn't do anything officially to
2: aggravate it. So I do want to say one thing. The, um, uh, the idea that we can vote by mail is terrific, but the idea that we think everyone's going to vote by mail is not appropriate. Uh, number one, you got to request the ballot. Number two, you, you, have you have to it understand. You understand. It,
3: it, it say, it say, doesn't it save us money? And it, to me, it makes uh, it gives more people a, a chance to vote.
2: So th- I agree. I agree. But when, when you have a polling place in an apartment building that people live, and it's been there for decades, it's very difficult. And like to everybody there votes. And er- right. right. And, and, and well, r- everyone votes. It's very difficult right. to say it's, to them, you got to get a mail ballot, right?
3: The politicians play to that, though. Instead of going out across the city and vote, visiting other precincts, they go to the precincts where they're going to get the votes. Yeah, well, that's there either. That's how you that's can't. That's all. how you
0: campaign. I mean, they, they have to. You, you go to you go give a, have a pizza party at Tabor Mill instead of yeah. you know uh, going elsewhere where no one's going to vote. Right.
2: I also believed you know from from Fort Rodman up to uh, beyond Sasequin is how you campaign. Right. And when you try and t- if you're running for a ward, you target a ward. If you're running citywide, you target every single resident in the city. Uh, I also want to say it is. If you look at the city budget, for the fun of it, the amount of money we spend on elections is, uh, is, uh, minimus. Right? Yeah. So to close down a precinct and say, hey, touchdown, we saved 1200 bucks is not something to talk about. <laughs> right, right, So again, if you ask me, denied.
3: dollars is taxpayer money, though. Oh, denied.
2: yeah, but I, I agree 100%, and I, I did not, I did not spend taxpayer money, uh, in a way that, uh, I didn't believe was completely appropriate. But cutting back on an election, I can find 1200 bucks or $1,500 in many other places. Uh, we burn money in barrels every day. The idea that we would that we would cut back on the ability of people to vote hurts. It just hurts. Back to, back to my first
3: point, they can still vote through the mail. I'm going no, like
2: to the- no, put you in charge. No, no. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you in charge. Of educating Everyone who has always gotten up first thing in the morning, whatever it is, go and vote, getting a sticker, explaining to them what you have to do, uh, especially people who don't have the technology to print something out, what you've got to do to request a ballot, to vote, to turn it back in, to not worry. Galvin on Thursday was saying, don't mail your ballots anymore. We can't rely on the mail system. So I would put you in charge of that and say, get out there and let these people know how to do it but i would the more the merrier i would, the other thing about it is then put out a bunch of drop boxes you know so we don't have to worry about the mail right right so then no, you have a, you have drop not, boxes
3: not, no, absolutely not cuz drop boxes can't be trusted sorry <laughs> oh,
2: okay but a vote no no where you drop something doesn't mean anything if you have the ability to authenticate the vote
3: right you should be able to track it like you can track a fedex package and know exactly which office it's in well, where it went where it was dropped off that should be the same
2: thing for you, a can. You, can. There, you, you, you can you I can you can i just want to make vote. sure no one knows how i vote <laughs> right
1: i, I think well. the, i think that maintaining a robust mail-in system is very good but i will tell you that voting in person is my preferred way to do it i like going to the polls i like the camaraderie of it i like seeing everybody there um you know, Marx and I went and voted in Fairhaven this year. We saw Kevin Cobb, though. We saw a couple of the police officers. You saw people around. I saw listeners to the show. Um, got to, you know, got to see the people, the poll workers themselves. Um, in the years past, they've always held signs there, things like that. I mean, I think there's a, a real exactly democratic spirit that. to it.
3: The taxpayers paid for that cop to stand there and talk to. I don't, appreciate it. Don't talk that. to him while he's on a road job. Don't talk to him on that time. <laughs> no. Come on. You
1: don't know No, no. Look, you I guys understand your point. are but... a political
3: nerd. There's nothing wrong with that. a political nerd.
1: That is true. Guilty. Topic. Guilty. You, you love this
3: stuff. And guess Guilty. What? It needs to change. It's costing the, the, the taxpayers money, and it doesn't need to. But I enjoyed the uh, conversation, and uh, have a good Thanks, Thanks for the call. The call. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you. Um, Actually, let's let's take this time to take a break
1: now. Sure. If you want to get online, it's
0: 508-996-0500. Join the nerds. And I'm taking your messages in the app chat, regrettably, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> regrettably, yeah. And we're back. To, hey, well, to South Coast tonight.
0: And we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. We're also taking your messages on the app chat uh here at WBSM. I actually want to there is something from the app chat a few days ago that I didn't get to that I'd like you I'd like your guys opinion on. Um and it was um William from New Bedford. He had asked, "Well, because of what happened in certain races, let's say Quentin Palfrey, for example, dropping out as attorney general. Okay. Um, Do you think early voting is a bad idea? He also mentioned Sonia Chang-Diaz, but Sonia Chang-Diaz dropped out like months ago, so people who were voting for her were were making symbolic votes. Right. But I think it's the same thing for Quentin Palfrey, right? Anybody that's voting for Quentin Palfrey, first of all, probably is a bit more politically savvy because they're just trying to make a statement, right? Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that sincerely thought that Quentin Palfrey was going to win the election, right?
1: I... I agree with you. And I think that sometimes you get burned, um, I believe, in the race for the presidential primary uh, here on the on the uh, Democrat side when it was Obama and Hillary when it got to Massachusetts. Joe Biden dropped out. Mm-hmm. So there were people who voted for Joe Biden. P- P- but-
0: Pete P- Buttigieg, too. Uh, in 2020, Pete Buttigieg and Klobuchar dropped out to, there you go, to right? screw Bernie. Yeah. So
1: look, from time to time. It's going to happen, you know. But my feeling on early voting is, because I've done it, um, you want to early vote, but... Well,
0: well, it's it's play the odds, right? Yes. Play the odds. You you vote for First of all, if you're going to vote for a candidate, that's, you know, again, I think a lot of people that are voting that way probably, again, have an idea of and just want to make a symbolic vote. Right. But it's play the odds. Vote for somebody that might you might regret later or don't make it to the polls that day. Right. And you don't get to vote at all. So. Right. And situations like that of a candidate dropping out a week before. That doesn't happen very often.
1: It, it doesn't happen that. I mean, this Quentin Paltry thing was was very odd. Yeah. Um, and look, <laughs> he was trying to leverage whatever he had um, over w- to with, Campbell, right? With with the um, with the people who left. Yeah. And um, that is um, probably in the end going to hurt him. I would think professionally. Um, it didn't. I didn't look good to me. It was very. You know, uh, it Looked very. It was very it was obvious like. is what it was. Yeah. It was very
0: obvious. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. May I have another? Right. Um, 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live.
4: Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey. Hey, what's going on?
4: Boy, that was quick. I just dialed you up. Uh, Mailing, I'm curious. Uh, I am curious to ask you a question on... Uh, I not only voted for Donald Trump twice, but I actually wrote checks to his campaign twice. And... On January 7, 2021, I said to my friends, people that I know, I said to myself, Donald Trump was the best thing that ever happened to this country, and Donald Trump was the worst thing that ever happened to this country. I'm curious how you think as a Donald Trump supporter, and and I'll never vote for him again, but I'm just curious what you think about what I
2: just said. So I agree with you that it was the worst thing that ever happened in this country. <laughs> but, I, but I have to tell you that... Uh, he You know, I wrote an article right after the 2016 election about that election that was published in Commonwealth and picked up by a number of different media outlets. It was a long article. It was several thousand p- words, not pages. And what I basically said was that... It, uh, this was a, an important change election, and I thought that Trump had spoken about issues that the Democratic Party had originally championed and abandoned, which meant jo- jobs. You can't you can't be the uh, consumer country for the world if you have no jobs, right? You can't you can't have a national defense if you don't manufacture anything. Correct. You can't have a country if you have open borders, right, right and let right. people swarm in. Uh, and, and uh, you know, a number a number of other issues that I thought Trump uh, artfully uh, campaigned on. He, Trump had a decision to make as far as the road he took. He took a road that uh, moved away, from my perspective, uh, from uh, democratic uh, values and moved more towards something of autocracy. And I think that was a major uh, mistake. I also think his personality is so unusual that it's difficult for people to either either you know literally either you're 13 or 15 percent in the country that loves a guy or you're 85 percent saying what's the scoop here with this guy you know but i anyone who voted for him i i i believe you can be repatriated. I don't think that this is a situation. Right? Thank but, you. I agree. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Where, Thank you. where Thank you, you where you, you know, you've made a, a tremendous mistake in your life and it's on you know it's it's on you. I think we're all Americans. It's, it's, it's the land of second chances. Yeah, we're all Americans. We all believe in the country. We want to solve problems. We should work together. Not everything that Trump stood for is wrong. Certainly I think not. the things that he stands for right now make you extremely uh, anxious and nervous, and you say this—this this really isn't a dialogue that we've had. But I, I want to say something else, though, that I, that I think is is important. We, the conversation, the idea that you would call me and just say, "What do I think?" Uh, I sincerely appreciate. And while I'm, and while I'm teasing, I'm teasing you a little bit, my feeling is we gotta work together. Right. Or this whole thing goes right down the drain.
1: So I was on the air the day after, I, of course, I, I supported Donald Trump, and I thought he, he brought a lot of good policies to the table, and, um, I thought he did a lot of good things. Which hurt me really tremendously with the fiasco of uh, January, what happened in January. And I couldn't believe it as it unfolded on the air. And I remember I had uh, Congressman Keating on to talk about it because he was right there in Washington when it happened. And I mean, I was at a loss for words. I was stunned by what people were doing. And I never thought that my Republicans would ever attack police officers ever, ever. And I recognize that you can now say some of it was overblown, it's been overblown by the committee and things like that. Yeah, but I still saw it happen, right? And as for the girl who got shot, let me tell you something. I served in the military. I know what what the right to use deadly force is. That woman was smashing through the glass doors of the Capitol. She saw an armed man on the other side. He told her to halt. She had no fear whatsoever. And she had a backpack. We only later found out there was nothing in the backpack. But I'm going to tell you something. I would have done exactly what that officer did i would have regrettably shot that woman because that's your job and you do not abandon your post to a terrorist who's busting through the glass who only later you find out wasn't armed and by the way she was a veteran she knew what she was doing she got unfortunately what she deserved yeah said you were hurt by donald trump
4: if, if I can make one last comment, mm-hmm. Chris and Marcus, I love your show. Thank you. And Mayor Lang, <laughs> I'm 69 years old. You are the last Democrat I ever voted
2: for. Uh, wow. I appreciate that very much. Well, what did you do to make him stop voting for Democrats? Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. It's true. That's, that, that's the only question that counts. Thanks for calling. Thanks for the call. Me. Appreciate it. You. So, Chris, yeah. you, you started on something, though, and, and I, I was uh, thinking uh, in... Six different directions. S- Sarah Lang did a great job on yes. that, on that o- of all day piece, and and she that was a very difficult piece to do.
0: Can, can we actually t- take a break and then talk about that?
1: Sure,
2: Is that That'd possible? Yeah. All right, let's Absolutely. do that. Fourteen twenty W.
1: And welcome back to the show. We're I'm holding we're
0: holding Mayor, Mayor Lang hostage past the eight, <laughs> eight o'clock hour. Tell us a story, and then we'll let him go. We're but sorry. he's he's here with you for now until um. We're sorry, Gig. Yeah. But five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get on. Actually let's go back to the phones. Good evening, you're live. Hello. Hi. Hey. hey you're on the air.
5: Yes. Um just let me turn off my radio. Okay. I'm going back to the fact of calling um voter list. Yes. Okay. I have brought this up op- for the electoral committee. When I moved here ten years ago, there were three adults in the family. Three years, three years into it, one of them left. Did not contact. Of course, how many people think of uh, taking their name off the voters list? Right. And when uh, we had an uh, election, she gets her her mail comes to us, so we could easily request the ballot and um, send it in. Absolutely. And that is the failure of the whole system. That's why we have. I went down, took the letter down to the elect, election committee, and said, "We'd like to tell you this person has moved years ago." I still get mailed from her when we have elections, and they well. said, "No, you can't do anything about it." And, well,
2: no. Uh, later- <laughs> Wait. So, so thanks very much for calling and sharing this experience. Uh, they can can't call. They can. They can pull people off when they have notification. The, and the election office does. Uh, and I don't know why it hasn't happened here, but does a very good job at that. When I Maybe ran for please. mayor, my mom, who had passed away, was still eligible to vote, and I knew how she was going to vote. <laughs> <laughs> right? but, but she was still on the list. She didn't vote, obviously. But uh, but when I looked at it, that's how I knew. That and then I started looking, you know, looking and realizing that, as you said, neighbors, friends, clients who no longer live in the area or who are no longer alive, right. are still on the list because they don't call uh, in a real time manner. They call in, in in a project or they call when you come down, like you just talked about. And I don't know why it didn't work, but you go down and say. John Doe is no longer living in my house, and then they call it out. So uh, you're right. You're 100% no, right.
5: No, I called in another, uh, at another time when I think there was an election official uh, uh, at in the radio station, and they said that um, they would have to send the name to the state and the state, I you don't know. Wait two election years, and all this crap. So then, how the That's heck do if I move?
2: I how do I vote in my next town? You know, it's it's got to be it's got to be removed. It's got to be something where you go in and and you resolve it then. And particularly in a city like New Bedford, where we have universities in the area,
1: we have people who move in. They're here for a few years, uh, particularly around the presidential cycles. They've registered to vote. They maybe they vote, mm-hmm. and then they move on. Right? And um, we can't just have them
2: lingering on the. On the rules, but we do. You know what's great, though? I love the idea that, that that this caller hears the word "call," understand exactly what it is, has had <laughs> right. the experience, and calls in. Right. So it just makes everybody a little bit better trying to figure out how to Cole, resolve. Cull's
0: kind word. of a visceral word, it isn't, isn't it? It's, know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of culling
2: it. the herd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it's called, if, but we should change it, maybe. Yeah. They could come up with a, a paper
5: trail, like if they had a legal notice, you know, that's due. Uh, If I go in and say this person doesn't live at this address and I can sign a
2: legal notice. Right. So that, that, you know, that is also an interesting aspect to it that maybe what they're indicating is that they need to hear or independently verify because what would prevent? It's almost like an election challenge if you went down and just said, now you have the direct knowledge. But if I said, gee, the neighbor down the block no longer is here. Uh, I'm doing it in good faith, but there may be someone who says, hey, I'm going to go down and give a list that I'm not really sure of. Right. So they, so you have to have to check some balances. I
1: know in Fairhaven a few years ago, if you didn't return the census, they took you off the voters list. Mm-hmm. And while I thought that was, that at first I thought that was excessive, I thought it was the most accurate way to do it. I agreed with it. Even if it bit some people, um, you know, it just... What are you going to do if you don't return the census? They send it a couple times. Um, you can't expect them to just continue, but apparently in New Bedford, they do. And it's not, as you pointed out, Scott, it's not good for our percentages. It's not good for, for an accuracy. Um, I don't think people who are on the voters list are voting illegally if they're not supposed to be there. I don't think that that's a major problem. No, but again...
2: Seen, I haven't seen that.
1: Yeah, but again, it's the era of it's the aura of suspicion right that hey my neighbor's getting i'm getting a ballot at my house for my old neighbor so what's going on down the street right if i'm not voting this but maybe my neighbor is voting twice you know one of those type of things again it's suspicious stuff it undermines our democracy in the end
5: But i know who's living in my house and that person isn't and hasn't been for seven years that's a long time to
1: be carried on a list right i agree with you yeah
0: Something definitely needs to be done about that. Thank you for the call, man. We appreciate call. it. Appreciate it. So, that
2: was yeah, a very good call.
0: I didn't even think about that. Our tur- the turnout numbers. It, oh yeah, not ca- calling the not calling the voters is um, call- <laughs> it's just <right>. cleansing the <laughs> voters. Cleansing per- the, the voters <laughs> the- list. Yeah, um, and I, I just looked at some. I was able to get some statistics. So in 2017, okay. the mayoral election, I believe that was, uh, was that Charlie Perry and May, uh, John Mitchell? Yeah, it was Charlie Perry and John Mitchell. It was the greatest song of mayoral elections. That was. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Perry is on the move. 20. <laughs> Do you remember that? 25%. <laughs> 20, 20,
2: uh, to my head again now. Thanks. Oh, no, it's beautiful. 20, yeah.
0: beautiful 25% turnout. Wayne Duroc, yeah. 25% turnout. 2019, 16.4% turnout. 2020. 20, one just municipal election, ten percent turnout. See, that's not a good trend. Fifteen percent drop off in five years. I don't know what's happened in the
1: last five years. So, it's been a pitched decline, right? Mm-hmm. And as the mayor, um, as Mayor Mitchell, you has can
0: make a you can make a line graph, and you can see the 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 spike, and then you can see the
1: steady, you know, the just the downslope, the, the clip it falls off of mm-hmm. the. As Mayor Mitchell is pointing out, and, and Scott, you I know you agree with this. You've been in politics a long time. The candidates look at where the votes are. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend time in Quincy because Quincy votes. right? And when it comes time to dividing up the pie, folks, it's a lot harder for a Mark Montigny and Chris Markey to get money for our area than it is for you know someone like a Tolman who's coming out of that area. Just oh,
2: the, the, mayor's, the, the mayor's exactly right on yep. that.
0: Yeah. So so um I will say something before we have to take this um, this break. We've got a big break ahead. Uh you know we talked about Diana Dezaglio on how she was able to break the break the code and how to win without Boston in right. the suburbs. Amazing. Because she but she won ninety percent of all towns. I right. it took her ninety percent of all towns to beat Boston 50 with and she got 54% of the vote with 90% of all towns versus Boston 508-996-0500. we're going to take amazing. a break we'll be right back What votes The votes that didn't come out on time you know not only uh, it 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 kills the enthusiasm for the process it you know It totally does If and and you know you hear You hear people saying in the office, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, what is is a big deal? It's like, well, that's what you do for a living. You're supposed to give us the results. And if you don't give us the results, it's a big deal. You know, if I, if I didn't give you guys a radio program every night, I wouldn't say, you know, if I didn't just show up one night. Uh, from seven to ten, you'd be like, "Why was there dead air?" I don't know. I just, what I, I, you know, I didn't want to cut. Why was it a big deal? You and know?
1: particularly when Fall River is coming in with their numbers and Attleboro is and coming in same, with their numbers,
0: you know. And, and, and Fall River is a little smaller, but Fall River is basically the same size, and they're coming in an hour early. And they always and they had they did last time uh, as well. It's
1: it's really it makes people look at New Bedford and be like, hmm, what's the point? And and here here's the thing. Look, I'm a competitive guy. We we pull you people in as an audience. You want to be with us here. It's local radio. We're giving you local news. But we also recognize that you're looking for information, and at some point you may you may not realize that New Bedford didn't give it to any media outlets, right? So you may just turn the dial and put on the news. So so that's why we had to tell you that why we didn't have the information. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Call your uh, call your
0: city councilor. Call call the elections office.